This is the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello and welcome to today's Flying Squirrels pregame conversation. For today's episode, we have a chat that I had earlier this week with Flying Squirrels pitcher Ryan Murphy heading into his start tonight in Reading, Pennsylvania. Murphy started the series opener for the Flying Squirrels back on Wednesday night, and he had arguably the best start of his double-A career to date. He went four perfect innings. He retired all 12 batters he faced, and he had five strikeouts, which tied his double-A career high so far. Now, he was pulled from that start after four innings, which continues what we've seen from Richmond's starters for most of their outings this year as they continue this slow ramp-up of their workload. But it capped a great month of June for Ryan Murphy, who posted a 241 ERA in his five starts for the month. He averaged just about a strikeout an inning, had a whip uh, just a hair over one. Uh, so it seemed like Murphy got back on track, similar to what he was doing in 2021 in his first professional season when he burst onto the scene with Loe San Jose and Haye Eugene. And that year finished third in the minor leagues in strikeouts. Pretty good introduction to professional baseball. Well, we talked some about the adjustments that Murphy has made recently, including uh, trying to pull some influence from what he was doing back in 2021. Murphy also talked about uh, the two starts that he made for Richmond last year, which he admits couldn't have gone much more opposite. In his double-A debut at Bowie, which was a year ago this week, he allowed nine runs over three and two-thirds innings, but then he bounced back in his second start, which was his home debut at the Diamond for the Flying Squirrels, and pitched five hitless innings against Redding. So he talked about some of the lessons that he took from both of those outings and what he has carried into this year. Murphy also talked about growing up in upstate New York, his Mets fandom as a kid, uh, heading off to Lemoyne College to, for his college career before starting his pro career with the Giants, and a whole lot more. Here's my conversation with Flying Scrolls pitcher Ryan Murphy. Getting set for first pitch tonight in Reading, Pennsylvania. Ryan Murphy will take the mound for the second time this week. Now, we're taping this a few days earlier, so a few less days of perspective after a great start on, uh, what is it, the days are all off, Murph, hang on, it's it's Wednesday that this series started, so yeah, it's no, been so many Tuesdays for so long, but great start on Wednesday night, four perfect yeah, innings, how'd you feel going out there on Wednesday? I felt really good, I, I felt like best I felt all year, honestly, and I was kind of just going out there and just competing like I normally do, and I think things kind of fell in the best possible scenario for me, um, but at the end of the day, I was just trying to execute every pitch and, you know, taking it pitch by pitch, really. It's been a good run for you over the last four or five starts. Is there anything that changed from April and May to, to what you've seen on the mound in June? Yeah, um, for starters, uh, me and uh, our pitching coach, Paul, we've been uh, working on things, trying to get back to, like, how we were back in 21. Uh, so we've been trying to change the mechanics up a little bit, just clean them up and get our consistency, uh, you know, better. And then... Uh, I think overall just confidence has gone up, you know, since you've put together a nice couple of starts in a row, you kind of build confidence off of each start. So it's like keeps piling on, piling on, and you get yourself in a good role. Yeah, 2021 was such a great season. Your introduction to professional baseball, and yet I think it was one of the top handful of pitchers in the minors and strikeouts. You did a lot of it pitching in a tough 
uh, pitching environment in the California League, but you also did it with Paul there, and he's now here. So is there a little bit of comfort uh, kind of reuniting with the guy that you were with when you were having so much success two years ago, and now you've gotten a little bit of time last year and a good bit of time this year with him again? Yeah, absolutely. I think Paul knows me really well. He kind of knows how I operate um, on and off the field. So it's like he knows what I need and what's in my best, best interest. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, he was there when I had the most success, so he's going to know how I was and what I was doing when I was at my best. So I think it's been a really help, good like help for me to be, have him here and help me out. Let's take a trip back in time just a little ways uh, growing up in upstate New York. Not a ton of baseball players, but there's some good baseball talent coming out of that area. We've definitely seen some in recent years. Uh, what was your? How did you get into baseball as a kid? What was your baseball experience like growing up? Well, my dad, dad loves baseball, and we kind of just – I mean, I found myself just winding up playing t-ball, and I just went with it because, you know, I like playing sports, like hanging out with my friends and my brother. And my brother was actually a lot better than me when we were growing up, and uh, it kind of, like, motivated me to be better. My two older brother, well, my twin brother and my older brother loved baseball so much, and I wasn't even big into baseball for a while, not until I was probably, like, halfway through Little League did I, did I really start enjoying baseball. And, uh, yeah, like, for a long time, like, it was just kind of me, like, trying to play catch-up to those guys. And... Uh, I think things worked out pretty good for me. Yeah, so. yeah, it's going well so far. Were there other sports that had a little bit more of your attention or other activities or something as a kid? I, I played basketball, and that was more something just to kind of keep me athletic, keep me in shape. I, I liked it, but I didn't really love it. I'd play pickup basketball with my friends and stuff like that, but baseball was always my true uh, love, and I've always dreamed of playing baseball professionally. And I'm curious at that part of New York, did you have a favorite team when you were growing up in the big leagues? Uh, were you a major league baseball fan? Some guys play it, but they don't watch a lot of baseball. Did you have a favorite team? Yeah, we, my family's diehard Met fans, like diehard Met fans. My favorite player growing up was David Wright um, and Jacob DeGrom. So, I mean, yeah, for a long time, like, we were just going to Met games, like, all the time. We were there even, like, during 2015 when they went to the World Series. We were at, like, the Cubs and uh, Dodgers games that they yeah. played in the playoffs. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I was, my family's a really big Mets, Mets family. David Wright's not from far from Richmond. He grew up down in the Hampton oh, yeah, Roads area. Yeah. Hickory High School, Chesapeake, Virginia. He's down my way in the 757. Big, I grew up a big David Wright fan, too. He's only a few years older than me. But, uh, such a, and I, I didn't like the Mets. I just loved David Wright. He's such a great ball player. Such a likable guy, too. Yeah, yeah. Baseball needs great personalities like David Wright. And it's got, got many of them. So, after high school, you went off to Lemoyne up there a little pretty close to home i guess if you're considering the whole country but probably a little few hours west i would guess yeah uh, what was it that drew you to go in there well basically it came down to two schools it was lemoyne and u albany and i had only got offered a roster spot at u albany with no money and lemoyne was offering me a lot of money and every time i talked to them they just kept up in their offer so it was like clearly they really wanted me to go there i knew that i was going to play you know so it was kind of like in my, in like, it, it was tough because I had to check my ego and you know a lot of kids want to go play D1 baseball but I had an opportunity to actually play and then Scott Cassie was the head coach there and he played in the big leagues for a little bit so I felt like I could learn a lot from him and yeah so that's kind of ultimately drew my decision. Well, they moved, they're moving to D1 now, yeah. right? So what did you think about that news? That was only about a month ago, I guess, that that was announced. So are you excited for the people that you know from Lemoyne to get a chance to compete at the D1 level? I know you probably the, – yeah. the players and everybody are probably gone or by now are close to it. But Well, actually, I still have a couple guys there that I know, I think. But uh, I'm sure they're very excited. And, uh, I mean, I wish they made that move a little earlier. I wish <laughs> I could have partaken in that. That would have been a lot of fun. But, you know, I also had a great time in the NE10 D2. And, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see – what's going to happen for our uh, program and I think they're in really good hands. 
Yeah, well, you had the distinction because of them being D2, of being the first D2 player taken in the 2020 draft. So you'll always have that yeah. next to your name. Uh, we talked a little bit about your great 2021 season and your, your introduction to professional baseball. And then in 2022, pretty good year with Eugene. Uh, you got up to Richmond, and then your time got cut a little short, which I know is tough. But you did get a preview of Double A in the Eastern League. You got two starts under your belt, including a really good one against this Reading team. Uh, five hitless innings in your home debut with the Diamond. Was there anything that you took from those those two starts, that brief introduction that you carried into this year, knowing, all right, I'm going to be back at that level again? I've seen a little bit of what it's like. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, it couldn't have more polar opposite starts than <laughs> I had in my first. Two I wasn't going to bring it up. But yeah. Um, yeah, that first start was definitely a wake up call. Um, Definitely a wake-up call, my first start, you know. Uh, and then the second start, kind of gave my confidence back a little bit. Um, still, the walks were kind of high then, too. But even still, like, you know, it's always a confidence when you go out there and, you know, hit someone. And it just kind of goes to show how good the stuff is that day and all that stuff. So, yeah, my little uh, takeaway from there was, um, you know, the guys are going to be a lot more disciplined. The strike zone is going to be smaller. Like, you're going to have to really grind pitch to pitch now. It's not – nothing's a given. And every guy's – better like everyone's just better and the talent's really really good um so it ultimately comes down to like who's gonna out execute each other so you brought up the buoy start i wasn't gonna bring it up but you brought it up (laughs) and i will say that i've seen a lot of pitchers at this level who early in their time here they have a game like that it just everything is going wrong yours just happened to be in your very first game uh so was there anything that you took away from that one or you just say you know what i'm gonna throw the tape out and I'm going to go out there and try again uh, next time? Or was it just kind of an, an anomaly game where everything was going wrong on the same day? I think, it, I think honestly, there was a lot of everything in that. Like, yeah, I took some things away. Like, obviously, I knew for starters that I couldn't get away with just throwing pitches over the middle of the plate. Like, even when I needed to throw strikes, I had to be good. Um, you know, I had to make sure that I was executing to each part of the plate and staying on the corners of the plate rather than leaving balls over the middle. And I got punished. And then other times it was just, you know, I, you still got to keep that same mentality of challenging hitters and like staying in the zone so it's like you take away a little bit and you also kind of just erase some of the things that just aren't in your control well now you've gotten uh, about a year of of uh experience i guess not on the field the whole time but you've been in double a for about a year things seem to be turning a corner and that's great to see look forward to seeing you out of the mountain and hopefully continuing the success you've had lately thanks trey appreciate it man.